himself glory. And he came on down. Yeah, that's good. And he saw all the wickedness in the land. Yeah. And he didn't have to, but he did it because he defeated death in the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Amen. Jesus has been good to us. Amen. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, this morning to the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter number 1. If you can find the Judges, you can go one book over and you can find the little book of Ruth. Of course, it's in between the Judges and First and Second Samuel. Thank God for the moving of His Spirit today. <clears throat> what He's already done for us. Thank God for the good musicians, the good singers. Appreciate every one of them. Book of Ruth, chapter number 1. You found your place? Say Amen. All right, let's stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word if you're able today. The Bible says here in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse number 1. Now it came to pass in these days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. I have preached before on the lines of a, the famine in the land. I took the scripture from the book of Amos where he speaks of the famine of the land and there particularly speaking of a famine of the word of God in the land. And we may touch a little bit about the famines in our land today. But I really want to get this point across. Why do we have famines? Or why are the famines sent our way? Now it may not be a famine that you're thinking of. Because everybody in here I believe has food in the cupboard. But there's a lot of other things today that is really needed. That has been cut short. And we can say that there is a famine of today. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for the good testimony that we heard from Brother Joe. Lord, we thank you for the good songs of Zion. God, we pray, dear Lord, that you'd give us wisdom and give us strength to preach your word this morning. God, I pray that you'd undergird me with your spirit and power and Dear God, if there's one here, no matter who they are, needs help from you today, dear God, may they come to an altar of prayer and get that help directly from the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray if there's one here lost, save them. I pray, dear Jesus, if uh, there's one here with a special need, I pray that the compassion of our Lord and Savior would shine upon them and grant them that need today. And Lord, we'll certainly thank you for what you do. God, I pray that you would take these lips of clay Lord, I can't do anything without you. But God, I can trust in you to help and preach through me this morning. I'm your willing vessel and willing servant. Lord, I pray that you'd give us the words of wisdom to say to your people this morning. To give them help from heaven. In Jesus' name we do pray and ask. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So here in the book of Judges, they're in the middle of a 400, reign of the, 400 year reign of the Judges and the time, if you'll read in the book of Judges, were not so great for the children of Israel. And there's a famine that is in the land of Bethlehem. And 
they're getting ready to be one family particularly that is getting ready to make a move from Bethlehem to Moab. And that family is of Elimelech and his wife Naomi and two sons. And they're going to Moab. And what was really strange about this scripture is they're leaving God's country. Even though there is a famine in God's country at this point, they're leaving God's place to go to a wicked place. Now, just because uh, they may be experiencing a famine in God's country doesn't mean that we should run uh, to the wicked ones uh, uh, to get our needs met. I just thought of this the other day and, and the Lord put it upon my heart with us trying to sell this house and all and, and it just really came to my heart and it really buried itself deep inside of me. And take a listen to these words that God gave me to give to you. I'd rather starve and be in the will of God than to eat bread from the enemy's table. I hope and pray that you've got that kind of faith today because I'm here to tell you at times my faith grows weak and sometimes it gets weary. But thanks be unto God, I've got something living in me that's bigger than I am, Brother Harold. That'll bring me out and my faith will be strengthened once again. We all have troubles and trials. We all go through difficult times. And this world that we're living in today is a total mess. There is a famine in the land. I remember visiting the home place of Billy Sunday. Been in his house. Looked at his Bible. Touched the bed that the man slept in. And I'm not praising a man. I'm just praising what God had done. He used that man all over this country to win million people to Christ. And well, how do you know if that's how many they estimated that he won to Christ. A million people. And they had this big jug. My wife will probably remember. And it had grains of sand. And there was a million grains of sand. That had been counted out. And placed into that jug. To just show how many souls were saved. Under the ministry of Billy Sunday. And many of people and preachers of that day would have the huge crusades and hundreds of thousands of people would show up and they'd get listening to the Word of God. They'd fall under conviction. I'd like to see somebody get together a hundred thousand people, God-fearing even, to hear some good gospel preaching in your Sunday clothes and at a hundred degrees outside, under a tent somewhere. It's not going to happen unless God moves upon the multitude. Why? Because people don't care anymore. They living in that day. They were living in that day in the days of Billy Sunday where people got saved left and right. The days when the great D.L. Moody would step out on the street corner and would have and would lead someone to Christ before they would cross over to the other side. The day when D.L. Moody would go into homes and get children ready while the mother and the father was asleep on the couch or in the bed with a hangover and he'd get them ready for church and take them to his Sunday school class. We're living in a different day. I guess I was chosen for such a time as this. A time when there is seems to be a famine in the land today. A famine in the land with prayer. A lot of people don't pray anymore. A lot of people don't believe in prayer anymore. And a lot of people won't pray anymore. I find it not really strange, but I find it quite, uh, let me say, interesting. 
that the Lord would have us preach on prayer some uh, about two months straight, really, up to our jubilee time. And then, and it, and then uh, Brother Wesley Campbell came in last week and I believe preached on prayer, maybe both services. And then uh, Brother Bobby preached for me Wednesday night while we were recovering from surgery. And uh, he preached on prayer again. I believe there's something to that, that God's given His men messages on prayer. And I made this statement Wednesday night and I believe it with all my heart. We can all give idle words unto God. We can all give the words and, and make it sound real good. But do we really know how to pray? I believe God's putting America in a place today uh, where you'll learn how to pray, uh, where you'll learn how to bow a knee uh, and learn to go to the God of heaven. Uh, my friend, it's more than a now lay me down to sleep. Uh, it's more than thank you Lord for this food. Uh, it's a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and getting in the prayer closet and getting intimate with God because my friend I'm here to tell you that'll get it done every time every time every time if we can just learn how to pray most people think they have a successful prayer life if they pray two or three minutes a day all together and that's just over their food or when they go to bed that's not prayer life that's something to soothe your conscience praying is getting in touch with God Ringing the doorbells of heaven. There's a famine of prayer today. There's a famine of the Word of God. The Word of God is not being preached in many pulpits today. Why? Because everybody wants big crowds. They want every pew filled. Hey, listen, I want every pew filled too. But I'm not going to stand here and tell you that if you get saved, everything in your life's going to be a, a bed of roses because it's not going to happen. And if you hear anybody tell you that, you better run the other way as far as you can go because trouble's right around your corner. They want as many people as they can get inside the tabernacle. They want as many dollars and hundred dollar bills and checks to go in the offering plate that they can get to suit their own need. But I'm here to tell you, it's not about money. It's not about numbers. It's not about people. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ today. And it's about His grace and His mercy. And the Bible says His goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. And I thank God that He will. Amen. Famine of the Word. There's famine of prayer. I'm going to try to move quickly here. There's a famine of gratitude. No longer are people thankful for what God's given them. I used Joe Floyd as an illustration in Sunday school. Joe's a simple man. I don't know what Joe's got. I don't know what he's got. Don't care to know what he's got. But he looked at us in that Sunday school class. And what did you say, Joe? More than enough. How many of us can honestly say we've just got more than enough? You know, hey, listen, I, we, we may all have our needs today. We all, listen, I, we all have our wants, but I guarantee you there's not many people that has real true needs. Amen. Because God has blessed us. He's blessed us. Now, when I said if you got more than enough, raise your hand. I had several over here, but I had nobody over here raising your hand. Are y'all with me this morning? You got more than enough. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you don't have more than enough, see me after church. We'll try to work on that a little bit. Amen. We'll pray about it and see if God wants you to have more. All right. But I'm here to tell you today, we have 
become a land of famine when it comes to gratitude and thanksgiving. We do not appreciate what God's done for us, but there's a famine of praise. There's a famine of worship under God. Listen, why do we come to His house? Why were we created? We were created to praise and worship the Most High God. That's what, but oh, everybody's scared of what somebody's going to think of me if I raise my hand or if I say amen. Hey, listen, if you see somebody that looks like they're afraid to raise their hand and shout, and you might be a shouter and you might be a runner, you may be one that waves your hands toward glory, go sit beside that person and shout a little bit and let's see if a little bit rubs off on them. Amen. I know a couple of you now. I'd like to get Joe to just to come sit by you a minute. Huh? Back over to Peace Church, old Slim, that's what he'd do. Somebody starts shouting over here, he'd go and he'd sit down beside him. If somebody shout over there, he'd run over here and he'd sit beside them all during the service. This is what he'd do. Somebody over there get to shouting, he'd run back. He'd run back over here. Now I know you ain't gonna shout, but I'm gonna sit right here. He'd come over here. I could, I could, he'd come and he'd, now he wouldn't kiss the preacher's wife, but he would, he would go and he would, he would get right up beside the one shout. The preacher asked him, said, why can't you be still? Why do you run around and change seats? He said, well, preacher, if you'll just notice, when somebody gets to shouting, gets happy in the Lord, I just want to be around them because some of it might rub off on me. Yeah. Amen. Does anybody see anything happening like that in these days we live? No. We're so dignified. Wait till you get old and have to get somebody to take care of you. You'll lose your dignity real quick. Huh? You'll lose your dignity real quick. But there's a famine of praise and worship. There's a famine in morals. There are no morals today. We're living in a moral free society. Everything goes. Everything don't go. The book is still the book. It's still full of good morals. It's still of good laws that the Lord has given us. Now, we're not saved by the law, but the law sure does help keep us straight. Amen. Amen. There's, there's a famine of morals. There's a famine of godliness and holiness. And listen, let me say this like I did in Sunday school. Holiness is not a name that goes on the side of a church. Holiness is the way that you live. Yeah. Holiness. There's a, a famine of holiness. There's a famine of godliness. There's a famine of evangelism. There was an incident that occurred here yesterday. The cleaning ladies know about it. And uh, I went up there and, and I talked to this young lady. And uh, the, the, one of the first things that I did when I knew what all was going on with her, she needed some help. And we offered her help. I offered her help by praying, uh, you know, trying to help her to get right with God. I said, what is your relationship with the Lord? What is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? And she said, well, it depends on who you ask. I said, I'm asking you. You. It's a personal thing between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. And she paused for a little bit and said, well, I guess I'm all right. Folks, if that's your response, you guess you're all right, you ain't right. You're either 100% saved or 100% lost. There is no 95%. I think I'm right. Amen. 
you're either 100% saved or 100% lost. Yeah. And then she said, oh, I'm walking. Well, I guess how y'all say it, I'm walking with the Father. And I, and I knew that I was dealing with an individual that did not know a whole lot about God's Word. And I tried to show compassion and I tried to show some love and tried to yeah. show some, you know, just trying to help her with the words that I had to say. But I knew that she needed help, but I eventually figured out that she needed help that I could not give her. If you know what I mean. But what's wrong with why would anybody want our friends? Why would you want your friends, your loved ones, your mom, your dad, your children die and go to a devil's hell? Yeah. I, 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 I keep listening to the story of, of, of the little boy Jacob over in Townsville area that lost his life just a, yesterday, a couple of days ago. Going to have his funeral soon. Shot by that 14-year-old kid that busted in the school. And Listen, I know it's bad. It's bad. But there's a lot of lies involved in all of this. Amen. It's not right. It's not right. It, it, it doesn't seem right that this kid would, would lose its li- his life. A kid by the family's testimony loved Sunday school, loved the Lord, loved to go into church. Why do things happen like that? The truth of the matter is, is this, folks. It could have been your child. It could have been my child. But there is such a mess in the family structure of today that these things happen. Now, I'm not saying that the young man that done this had a bad family. I'm not saying he had a bad life. I'm not saying that I do not know this boy. I don't know his family. But there's some problems there. Huh? Somewhere, whether it be with the kid or whatever, there was a problem there. Let me encourage you to teach your children morals. Let me encourage you to teach your children what's right and what's wrong. Don't let them rule the roost and do everything they want to do. Be the parent, be the mom, be the dad, and do your duties that God give you. Why? Because you're going to have an out of control teenager one day. That you're not going to have be any, you're not going to be able to do anything with anything. Morals is, is nowhere in the land. It seems. What about faithfulness, commitment? Let's go back to the days of Billy Sunday. Tens of thousands of people gathering under a tent to listen to a man preach out of a little book and point fingers at you. And tell you that alcohol is going to send you to hell. That's what he had preached. He preached that just about everywhere he went. That's what he was known for. He'd point to you. You're going to die. You're going to go to hell because of the alcohol. Now we got a whole lot more than alcohol. We've got drugs. Premarital relationships. Filthiness. Vulgarness. No respect from kids to parents. No respect of nothing. You know what they need sometimes? A good old paddling. <laughs> a good old belt whooping. Huh? I know that ain't popular today. But you know what? I growed up in a broke up home. I growed up without a dad. I think I turned out pretty good. I mean, you know, I could have been a whole lot worse. I could have been a whole lot worse. 
But there is a famine in the land of these things. But let's get back here to why these famines are sent. We know that the scripture says, Now it came to pass in these days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. That was a country of wickedness. Now remember, they're moving from a country of God to a country and a land of wickedness. Let me say this and I want you to take this to home and and, and really take it to heart today. Having a famine in God's land will challenge your faith. Having a famine in God's land will challenge your faith. Moab was a wicked nation. They did not worship Jehovah God. Why are these people moving over? Well, listen, that's another message for another day. We are not told in the scripture why there's such a famine. We're not told it was because of this, that, or the other. But if you look at the commentaries and you listen to uh, some of the most uh, uh, well-renowned theologians of our day, they'll say there's one reason why there was a famine in the land of God. It was because of sin. There was so much sin. And you know how it is throughout the Old Testament. It's the people of Israel. They would backslide on God. They would turn to idols. God would send something their way. They would turn around, get right with God, get on fire for God. And all of a sudden, they're worshiping idols again. Time and time again. It was like an endless cycle. Yes, He is our God. No, He's not. Yes, He is. No, He's not. And this is one of these times when they were saying, No, He's not. And sin was running rapid. Why was famines? Sent to this land. Why is a famine sent to our land today? Why do we have the famine of morals? Why do we have a famine of prayer? Why do we have a famine of the Word of God? Gratitude, thanksgiving, praise, worship, faithfulness, commitment, morals, godliness, evangelism. You can go on and on and on. Why do we have these famines? Why does God send these famines? I do believe that famines come because of sin. But let me just, that's an easy one there. I believe the Lord sends famines for us to check up on our faith. Over in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, let me read you some scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. The Bible says, wherein ye greatly rejoice... Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold. That perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You want to see how strong your faith is? You get to your wit's end and you'll see how strong your faith is. You'll either get in all the way or you'll get out one because you have to have a strong faith in the days of famine like we're living in today. Listen, I don't know about tomorrow, but thank God I know who holds my hand. Amen. I know that with a shadow of a doubt, I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if a famine comes to our land, listen, people talk about America. They run it down. They bash it. There's terrible things going on all over this country. It's going to be right in our backyard before you know it. I'm here to tell you, people can say what they want to. I know it's turned into a wicked land. 
friend, I know the liberals have taken over. I know that everything they do seems to go against the will of God, the Word of God, and the people of God. But let me say this today. We still live in the greatest country in this world. And bless God, if you don't like the way it is around here, go somewhere else and try it for a while. See how that turns out. Huh? I'm not going to pack up my stuff and leave this place that God has blessed. God's blessed it for some reason. I don't know. You're seeing some famine though. You're seeing the famine of these things in the last few days, a few years. uh, And you're seeing them come about. God's trying to get the attention of the people. Oh, He's trying to teach you how to pray. He's trying to teach you to strengthen your faith. One day you'll have to have that kind of faith. One day you'll... Listen, you you may not have had fights with the devil as I have had. I don't know. You may have. But when you're laying down on the floor and you're begging God to kill you and you feel like Satan's got his foot on your neck, you're in a battle. You're in more than a battle. You're in a war. And you want to know a strong faith. You know, I believe God sends help meets. I told my wife not too long ago, standing right here. Tyler, I believe you might have been standing over there too. I said, why do I do what I do? What I do? I'm tired, I'm worn out, I'm sick. Why do I do why I do why do I do it? Why do I go pray with this one? Why do I, why do I go try to help them? Why do I try to encourage this one? Why do we do this? Why do we try to, you know, what's the use? What's the use? And I, I admit it, I was on a pity pot. She looked at me and she said, who are you doing this for? Amen. <laughs> you know what I told her? Hush. <laughs> but you know what? She's right. Amen. What I do, I don't do it for you. Right. I do it for God. I don't have to go the miles. I don't have to do... Look. Right. I want to be pleasing to Him. That's all I want to do. Yeah. This is my life. This is what God's called me to do. Amen. And uh, I just want to warn people today. Judgment day is coming. And I believe judgment is falling. Amen. You better check up on your faith. You're going to have to be strong in your faith. Strong in your faith. Number two, why are famine sent? Not only to check up on your faith, I believe the chastisement of our failures. In other words, sin. But you know Hebrews 12, 6, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Oh, when you're chastised, my friend, the Lord sends chastisement your way. It's only a way of saying, I love you. You need to get back where you need to be. That's how he does it. He, he's got His ways of bringing us to our knees. Yeah. He's got His ways of, of pushing us in our prayer closet and talking with Him. He's got, our, he's got His ways. Amen. Listen, I'm going to tell you today, you can have the largest bank account. You can have the largest house. You can have many vehicles. You can have money to fly here to yonder or there. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't have Jesus, you are a broke beggar today without the hope of heaven and you'll never get there with what you've got. Joe, we might not have a lot. 
but we got the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's enough. <laughs> Listen, it ain't worth it. We're here, we're put here on this earth. If you're blessed, listen, the Bible, we're not even promised those 70 years. People living over that, you're on grace time. And you've been blessed. Blessed beyond measure. We're going to sell out everything in heaven for a few short years here. Come on, think about it. Think about it. Why do we want to sell out everything that the Lord Jesus gives us? Everything that He does for us. Everything that He blesses us with. Just for a few short days here. I think I want to serve Him more today than I did yesterday. The chastisement of our failures. And this is the third one and I'm done. I believe famines are sent for child training for the future. Many of you grew up in the Great Depression. How many remember them days? One, two, three, there's some. Great Depression. Lean times. Rationed. Didn't know if it was going or they was going to make it or not. Some of the greatest hymns in them hymn books were written during the Great Depression. Amen. Amen. Why? Because people didn't have nothing. Right. Nothing. But God, a Bible, yeah. and each other. Amen. They knew the government wasn't going to bail them out and feed them. They knew nobody was going to... Listen, they knew that wars were going on. They learn how to conserve. They learn how to take things and make it last a while. Yeah. I believe some of our children that are growing up in today can look and see how God's blessed us. And then maybe when they get our age, when they get 40s, 50s, 60 years old, it may not be a time of blessing. And it will be just the opposite. As we look back at the Great Depression and how bad it was, these kids may be looking back into the 2000s and saying, Oh, we was blessed back in that day. But there was a famine sin in the land. I remember when we all had cable TV in every room. I had my direct TV disconnected because we thought we was going to move real quick, right? So I just let it disconnect. They were supposed to disconnect it Friday, Ricky. I got up on Saturday morning just to see if they did. Guess what? They sent me an email. They sent me a text message and said, Your service has been discontinued. But I still had TV. And then I seen a commercial. And I told my wife the commercial was... Cut the cable cord. Get direct TV. It'll save you a lot of money. I'm like, I cut both of them and I still got TV. I said, I wonder what channel the Clemson ball game is going to be on. And I said, 
I bet you that thing's going to be on ESPN, but praise God, they ain't disconnected me yet. But it was on ABC, but anyway. If anybody watched that game last night, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty interesting. <clears throat> but guess what happened right in the middle of the fourth quarter? You got it. No TV. <laughs> but I had a backup. Yeah. I had one of them little flat antennas hooked into my little old cable upstairs and had it draped over a little hook. I went into my study in there and I turned on the TV and there was channel 13 bright and clear. <laughs> I woke up this morning was going to turn on Fox News like I do every Sunday morning and take a look and see what's going on. Nothing but a black screen with a blue message on there saying, if you want to watch this channel, you got to call this number. I said, Lord, have mercy. Hannah and Tina will be in the annex before the week's out. No, not really. Hannah may be. Tina won't. We ain't got time to watch TV, really. But you know what? It's quick. Is that... Direct TV was cut off last night in the fourth quarter of a great, interesting ball game. I don't, I don't even really get into ball games much. I'll be honest with you, yeah. but I, I follow the Tigers a little bit, and if they win, they lose. Whatever, Max will give me grief about it. Can't say nothing about the game because they ain't like won a game all year or something, two years or whatever. But you know, the thing is, this I want you to understand: as quick as that was cut off. And nothing to be before my eyes. How much more quickly can you be cut off from the next breath that you breathe? The next blessing that you have? The next meal at your table? You never know. I wasn't expecting it to go out then. I was expecting it to go out before then. But you know what? I don't expect the Lord Jesus to come tomorrow. Because I was really expecting him to come yesterday. Yeah. Huh? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We can learn something today from the famines. It's here. It's not like you used to see famines. We've got plenty of food. We've got plenty of covers on the bed, heat and air. Most people's got that. And everybody in here looks like we've been eating pretty good. But let me say this. There may be a day when you're not. Amen. There may be a day that something comes into your life and it may be the day that drives you to an altar of prayer and cries out to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and has you on your knees begging Him for mercy. Why do famines come? Check up on your faith. Chastisements for your failures. And child training for the future. You girls don't get too comfortable in the land of plenty. Because it could be next year we'll be in a land of want. Or need rather. We all got wants today. But you just remember. Have a strong faith to where you can say this. 
I'd rather starve myself in the will of God than to eat bread from the enemy's table. I want you to stand across this place. Y'all come get us a song. Just play us a little something. If you want to sing, Lisa, that's fine too. I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. I've got needs. You've got needs. We know of others that have needs. It's time to get them met. I serve a God today that said He'd never leave you nor forsake you. That's a good promise. Times may get lean just as they did in Bethlehem. A place of bread. Bethlehem. And yet, the man brought his family out into a place of wickedness because of that famine. Don't leave your faith because you may experience a famine. Don't forsake the Lord Jesus Christ because you may think that you're going through the most difficult times of your life. Go to the one that can help you. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, God, we do love you. I thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Thank you, dear God, for moving upon the hearts of these people. And Lord, I pray, dear Jesus, that you would meet each and every need. Lord, you know what they are. And God, I pray that you would just touch. And Father, if there's one here that doesn't know you from the free part of sin, lost and undone, God, may today be the day of their salvation. Lord, help those that won't help. I figured out yesterday, there's a lot of people you can offer help to, offer gratitude, offer help, and yet they refuse. But Lord, I'm glad that you can help us when we come to you and ask. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You come today. What about you? What will you tell the Lord? What'd you tell him today? When you stand before him on that day. and